Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Saving money in your next project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. Sump pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half-horsepower cast-iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. Hurry into Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome back, Pods fans, to another episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. My name is Nick Kreider, and I'm joined by Heath Bell, the three-time All-Star closer. Heath is back on his feet. He uh, he had some issues, kidney stone, kept him in the yard. Kidney ER. stone. Kidney Very stone. bad pain. <laughs> two hours in the yard, ER, right? Yeah. I. It's funny. They gave me four bags of saline solution, you know, like the IV. And uh, I probably didn't say that right. But anyway, I didn't pee for like 16 hours. And the Ooh. nurse is like, you were very dehydrated. Think- I was drinking, I was drinking like eight to 10 glasses of water a day, plus like a couple sodas, but I don't know. No more soda for me, just a lot of lemon water. So no more soda pop. No. Which go to soda? Probably root beer. Oh yeah. There you go. And, and I'm not drinking anymore, like alcohol for a couple months. You know, just trying to get healthy again, I guess. Yeah. I that pain you. was, that was a pain that, gosh, you yeah, like, I don't want. You like cream soda? No, I've had cream soda. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I know you've had it. We've all had it, but do you like cream soda? Yeah, I do. I'm a big root beer fan. So like, I also like cream soda. So I feel like they go hand in hand. Well, I think root beer is, it's just my go-to drink. If, you know, I had, if I had my choice with it, but if I saw cream soda, that'd be, that'd be, you know, like. Are you a Barks guy or, or a. A&W. Um, I'm probably an A and W. That's probably my favorite root beer because I used to go to. I don't know if you're old enough, but there used to be A and W root beers. Yeah, fast food places. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I for me, Barks is my go-to because I remember growing up with my dad. He used to take me to Carl's Jr. every now and then, and that was like their their root beer. And I would just drink a, a Barks and have a have a Western bacon burger and some fries. They used to Carl's Jr. used to have used to have the salad bar too. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. They had the they had like the um the jello with whipped cream that I would get. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know the funny part is I've never had a Big Mac. I've never had a Western bacon burger. <laughs> I'm very dull. I usually just get like chicken nuggets or a regular hamburger. But I've never had, you know, the certain things. Good. 
I what? love the Western because it's it's bacon, barbecue sauce, the patty, and onion rings. I mean, like, come on, you like all this? Oh, trust me, that sounds so good. But when I go there, I just never order it for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, I give it a shot. You're, yeah, you're probably one of these days. Your diet right now. You give it a shot. Speaking of getting healthy, we've got a couple of guys who are getting healthy. Our two main superstars. Let's start off with Fernando Tatis because he was caught taking some dry swings at the clubhouse and um, the organization has not really commented that much on what his status has been. They've been saying that he can't really hold a bat yet, but looks like he has been in your career with injuries and rehabs. Do you think that this rehab is taking a little bit too long or are you seeing anything that resonates with you as a former player? Talk to me what's going on here. You know, honestly, I've been hurt numerous times, but I never actually went on the DL. It was never something major enough to, um, you know, stop playing it. Just, you know, you know, like pulled hamstring, but I could still pitch, um, you know, tore like some ligaments in my fingers, but I could still throw cause it didn't hurt that bad or my toes. But, um, with Tatis, you know, I think, I think the organization has realized, you know, Hey, this young talented player, that's so good has been hurt. Let's not rush it. Let's not try to get him back. I mean, I was a year ago, he tried to rush and he just didn't play well. And, and I think they want him for the long haul. I mean, they signed him for a multi-year deal. And for me, I think they're just slow playing it. And the organization is not saying a whole lot because they're slow playing it. And also, you know, they don't want him to, I mean, he's probably better than a lot of people at 70% but they don't want, they want him to be 110% before they, right. uh, he actually plays. So he doesn't get hurt or this injury doesn't linger longer. Tati's swinging a bat. I mean, he's probably, I mean, he's taking ground balls and stuff and he's itching to swing. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that he can't hold a bat if he can feel the ground ball and throw a ball across a diamond. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, the fact that the team has been successful without him in his absence is another case in point as well. I mean, this is the best start to a season that the Padres have ever had. Yeah. Back the last time they had a start like this, they went to the world series and lost to the Yankees. So this is, and you know, the ironic part is the Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball right now. But um, so there'd be kind of a cool matchup again um, this time us winning, but um, you know, I just think, you know, the team's winning, they're doing really well. You know, we'd love to have Tatis in the lineup right now, but it's, it's not a necessity. We don't need them right now. Everybody's doing really well. So let's make sure he's hundred percent. Let's make sure as soon as he's hundred percent that, you know, he gets some swings and his timing's there because let's not rush it because everybody's playing well. You know, it hurts a little bit that Machado got hurt, but then again, it doesn't look as bad as it, it was like with Bryce Harper a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah. you know, he's looks like he might only be on the DL for 10 days and Machado's, you know, he's a baller. He's a gamer. You know, he probably played through some injuries. You know, he's tried to play pretty much through any time he's, you know, been hurt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just, you know, hopefully, you know, Godspeed that Machado gets better quicker and then Tatis gets, you know, ready for, I really think Tatis will be ready in August, you know? Yeah, I well, think it was supposed to be June and now we're pushing August. I mean, I get it. We, I, we want to make sure that he's going to be 110%. I completely agree with you. But well, here, it's frustrating you want to know a funny part? Do you know uh, Tatis is like the fifth uh, shortstop in the all-star ballot? 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that he's he's even on the All Star ballot. That's another thing as well. Like we need to change the All Star ballot the way it is. I mean, you have a guy that's been hurt, even though he's a stud. He should not be. And Hot Dog Team has been your starting shortstop all season long. Why does he not get the credit to? I mean, he's not going to get in the All Star game, but like give him the credit to at least be on the ballot. Exactly. So. I just I think the way the way they do it with fans just voting people just sit there and and just go you know vote vote they just vote their best players they're not actually voting who actually has having the most best. popular players yeah yeah so yeah anyway. I, I, Tatis, mean, I see Tatis coming back Ozzy Albies is second right now in voting and he's on the sixty day IL and he's hitting I think below like two forty two fifty like yeah, that guy does not deserve to be on an all-star team this year. Honestly, the all-star t- all-star ever since um, Milwaukee's game, major league baseball is, you know, going to the fans most likely and this and that. And then all of a sudden it became a popular contest with, I don't know who what's the first team that did it and said, vote for this guy, let's sit and do it. And it just became a big popularity. And now the all-star game, all-star game is not so much who's the best all-star it's, you know, the starters are all about who's the most popular guy. Right. That's all it is. Exactly. And that needs to change. Well, the, the pitchers usually get in through the players and coaches, right? So, yeah, the pitchers are an all-star pitcher because the coaches pick. And then um, the, all the starters, position players are uh, val- ballot, um, yep. ballot by fans. And then there's a uh, player's sure. pick that, you know, pick in all the players pick who they think the best player is. And that, that between the coach from last year in the World Series gets to decide which one. And then, you know, if your name gets put on the ballot, you know, for that last one um, and the fans vote, that's still kind of popularity. So, I mean, I was on it once. The final and, vote one, right? Yeah, the final vote. And I forget what manager, I think it was, I forget which manager, they told Bud Black to tell me, don't worry about it, you're going to be on the um, I was like leading the league in saves at the time and they didn't put me on it, but I was on that extra ballot, that extra one. And then, but they got um weekend there. They called me up or called Bud Black and the manager said, don't worry, Heath Bell is going to be on the all-star team. So-and-so is going to pitch and he's not going to be eligible for the playoffs. I mean, for the all-star game. So, and we're going to bring him on. So it was just kind of, yeah, you know, people get snubbed all the time and yeah. It, they, we need to change it somehow. It really does. It needs to be like, you know, your highest batting average or most home runs or something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, for sure. The guy who ha- who leads the league in batting average right now. I think like the top three should make the all-star. Yeah. Ar- Araza, he's, he's yeah. on the twins and he's not even top three or top two. In well, see, like the, I'm pretty sure the players will get him in, but he yeah. should deserve to have the start. Yeah, of course. You're leading the stat category, exactly. Average of that, hundred percent. You should definitely get in because the starters um, are always whoever has the most wins or the best, biggest strikeouts. Yeah, the best ERA. I mean, Joe Musgrove might be the starter this year. I'd love to see Musgrove in the All Star game. I'd love yeah. to see. Like, he's going to make an All Star game for sure. I think he's a lock. But to be the starting pitcher, that's something else. I mean, once did PB start one before? I don't know. You won the Cy Young. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's ever started. Started. Cause that's kind of like a popularity too. It's like, cause you know, if you're, if the, if the all-star games in San Diego, yeah, of course you're going to have the San Diego guy to start, you know, but right. it's in LA this year though. That'd be, it'd be better to see Joe Musgrove start. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, if there's a Dodger that 
you know, if Kershaw ends up making it or somebody, they'll yeah. start him because, you know, they're in LA. It's not who's the most, you know, right, who's most right. deserving. It's more about popularity and bringing butts in the seats. Yes. hundred percent. Going back though, to Manny Machado, that injury that he had when he slipped on the bag. I mean, that looked very scary. I'm really happy that he's on his feet walking around. Um, but you know, you don't think there's a situation here where maybe he's rushing it at all. You know, I think Machado is a veteran guy. He knows what he can do and what he can't do. So if he, he might play. He's not even on the IL. Well, what I'm saying is if he can play at 80, 90% and kind of, you know, maybe not play uh, six days a week and only play four or five days a week and help the team win, he'll do that. Maybe not, you know, maybe get pitch run for later on, but yeah, any any young kids that, any young kids that are listening to the, this right now or whatnot, or dads that are going to teach your kid, you know, Machado stepped on the top of the back. Mm-hmm. That's why his foot went forward. Cause he lunged, you know, if, if he, if you keep your front foot, like your toes and the ball, of your foot on the front of the bag, that will never happen. So right. that's why, you know, baseball players and coaches say, you know, never touch the top of the bag. And because like this could happen in that situation. And, you know, he was flying down there and trying to lunge for a base hit. And unfortunately, just uh, four inches too high and it slipped. Right. I want to change gears really quickly. Something that happened in that series is the Rockies swept us and they took three out of four the previous series that we had against them. What is it with this Rockies team this season? They're the last place team in the NL West, but they seem to be the Padres kryptonite. You know, the Rockies are 30 and 40 right now. They, um, gosh, they, they start off really good and they just kind of fallen off. But for some reason, Rockies are talented. They just, they, who knows? Like there's always one team that just beats the other team for some reason, you know, yeah. you just, you just don't, you don't get it. Like there's a few years ago, the Padres were pretty good and they could not beat the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Then there was one year, I forget which year is they could beat the Dodgers, but they couldn't beat anybody else. Right. So it's, um, it's just sometimes one team's got the book on you, you know, just like the hitters got, doesn't matter what you do. Like I remember uh, Tim, um, Tim Lincecum, uh Paul Goldschmidt, even Linskim had a side young year. Goldschmidt hit like 500 off him. You know, it's, it's funny. His career batting average, I think is like 480, 490. Right. He just loved to hit off him. I mean, he would be the only one getting hits off the game, you know, the game. He, Lin, Tim Linscombe would strike everybody out and, Goldie would hit like, you know, two bombs and a double, you know, we win like two to one. So it's just, Speaking it's kind of funny. Baseball is unique and weird like that, where the Rockies that are, maybe they just, they feel really confident against the Padres and, and maybe we're just like, man, you know, the, the, the Rockies should suck. We should beat them. And just somehow we just can't, you know, well, and it's, it's psychologically get into your head. You always, you, I mean, you just said Goldie played well against Tim Lincecum and shout out to Goldie. He's, he's probably, the front runner now for the NL MVP, but there's a guy who normally plays well against the Rockies on the Padres, but he's not playing right now. Will Myers. He's always, he's been a Rocky killer and he's not been in this lineup for pretty much any of the games that we've played against the Rockies. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that's the, that's the unique part about baseball that um, cybermetrics and the number crunchers just, they can't figure out because if they, they're just probably sitting there going, okay, well, this lineup doesn't work. Let's do this lineup, this lineup. Well, right. how about let's just, you know, screw it. Let's throw all the bench guys in that day or something, you know, we're, yeah. we're our percentages. We're going to lose this game. Why not? You know, like we're not 20%. We're going to win. Let's just throw everybody out there. Let's see what happens, you know? So yeah. Um, Why not? 
There is a, I want to pivot really quickly into a different direction, not pertaining the Padres, because I, I talked about this on our other show, the Charity Stripe for 1090 um, in San Diego for San Diegans who want to check out the Charity Stripe Thursdays at 6 p.m. Uh, but Otani played on Tuesday, had eight RBIs, and then on Wednesday, he pitches eight innings and strikes out 13. That is absurd. I've never seen anything like it. That's Little League right there. That's that's like 12-year-old baseball right there. That's that's incredible. That's all I got to say. No, it's incredible. And we were arguing a little bit between the, the, the three of us. And Josh, my co-host, was saying that, you know, like he hasn't seen like longevity aside, of course, like we're not talking about a career, but like what he's seeing right now is something that he's never seen before. He think is might be the most impressive thing, like more impressive than what Michael Phelps did more impressive. What MJ LeBron might've done because he's dominant on both sides of the ball. It'd be like Patrick Mahomes throwing for 450 yards and four touchdowns. And then the next game he gets four sacks as well. So yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, but I was also arguing that he's changing also the game for a lot of players coming up, right? Like back then when I grew up, and probably same with you, they told you so you got to either pitch or hit, right? Like after high school, at least you have to pitch or hit. Like in high yeah, school, well, in in high school, it was about the time where you could still pitch and hit, right? But they were kind of veering to just pitching, just POs. And that, that's one of the things that I hate about, I mean, you, there's kids at like 12 to 14 or even your freshman year in high school, you know, mm-hmm. your 14, 15 year olds, you have to be a pitcher. You have to be a hitter. You the told me about fully developed on, yet. You, you told me about one kid who was on uh, your son's baseball team in Georgetown, yeah. right? Who was a pitcher. And then he started raking. Yeah. Ty uh, Kissamore. He's, he's one of those guys that literally I brought him on the team to be a pitcher because we didn't have a bunch of pitching and I had a pretty solid infield and my, my shortstop didn't show up. He had a family issue and I didn't, nobody told me. And then I went, Hey Ty, you played short last year, you know, on JV. And he goes, yeah. He goes to go play short. And the guy went off, like he had eight hits and 10 of bats. And I'm like, this guy can play. And then I just, I started pitching him and hitting him all the time, you know, and, and he kind of was the team he was with before, they basically said, yeah, you're not going to be a hitter. You know, you can pitch. And then JV, um, he didn't make varsity because they didn't think he was a good enough hitter. And on JV, he pitched and hit because, you know, he's a varsity player. But as a junior, he was on JV and they just went, okay, play short and then pitch a little bit. And he not a starter, but a reliever. And he just, he just dominated. And this yeah. year he pitched in really big games, didn't pitch a whole lot. But when they needed, they ran, they had three stud pitchers. And when those three studs ran out, they went to him and he did really well. And he turned into be the everyday left fielder. So I love Otani. The one thing I knock about Otani is why does not major league baseball promote the crap out of this guy? Cause this guy is so amazing to watch Fun too. And he's always smiling and it's, yeah. it's almost like Ichiro, but if Ichiro is a pitcher too, and you know, it's just a little bit different and Otani, we need to promote him way more than we yeah. are. I'd and argue Otani's got more of a personality than Ichiro. I mean, he's, yeah. he's having fun out there and he's and, also and, smiling. He's very, he's very explosive too. When he's on the mound, right. He's energetic when he gets a strikeout. And I'm hoping the cybermetrics people, the quest tech and all that stuff, all the numbers guys realize you can play both sports. It's, yeah. I mean, you could, you could pitch and you can hit and you can do this and do that. And, I'm, I'm hoping in high school, they, they try it a couple more times. Like back in the day, you, you're one of your best pitchers was a hitter. 
and vice versa. And then in college, maybe do it a little bit more, but everybody gets so and hecked up with numbers and this and that you can only pitch and you can only be a position player and this and that's like, cause if you're up to bat and you hurt yourself, then you can't pitch. Well, then right. if you hurt your bat, if you hurt up to, if you're up to bat and you hurt yourself, you can't even play a position. Right. Right. So what's, what is the difference, you know? And then they tell pitchers that the reason pitchers over the years have not been good hitters in the last like 10 to 20 years is because of this pitchers never pick up a bat forever. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to in high, you know, in high school, maybe in college, they're not allowed to, and then get drafted. They're not allowed to in the minors only when like the national plays nationally. And now, now they can't hit at all, even if they're good hitters. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's traditionally some guys that just are not very good and they can pitch, but then there's some guys that can hit, they can't run and they couldn't even get on the mound and throw a strike. Bumgarner is, is one of those guys who just never, and never faced him. Got out there and hit bombs. But two two points to to what you were saying earlier. One, shout out to the Georgetown Eagles for winning the state championship. I'm not sure if we gave them a proper shout out, but they won the state championship for five A, right? Yep, five A. Congrats to them. Pretty awesome. Very awesome. First, first time ever in yep. school history. Very very. I mean, I, when I was there, they got close a couple times, but they've yeah. been to the state title two times. In 15 and 19, my nephew was on the 19 team and they lost both times. This time they won. So first time. I love it. I love it. Um, My second point though. So when you, let's just say a guy pitches and hits, he's good, right? It's got to be up to the organization, right? To say, you know what? Like we're going to focus your development on your pitching or your hitting. Like how, how much does that take away from one and the other, right? Like I don't know what goes into actually developing a pitcher or what goes into developing a hitter. So like in terms of time management and like, there's only 24 hours in a day, there's only seven days in a week. Like does a player have to be just like an absolute freak athlete to be able to manage both? Or like, is it actually doable for them to develop both skills? Well, it's to pitch. Here's the one thing you have to understand. So pitching the arm action is different than maybe like a first baseman or a catcher, you know, catcher is going short, trying to be quick. A pitcher has a long, usually a long arm. Well, outfielders have long arms, you know, sometimes shortstops have to be quick and second baseman's third base, kind of the same way a little bit. So a, I think a pitcher could definitely be an outfielder mm-hmm. um, because they both have the same arm action. So, you know, pitching is all about if you play catch correctly and you're always trying to hit spots when you play catch from the first pitch on and always have a purpose when you're throwing the ball and not just fooling around and flipping the ball around this and that, like probably 90% of people do, then you can probably keep pitching there because you can play catch every day as an infielder and a pitcher and it doesn't do anything. But the guys that are going to have that are going to do both. So you spend probably like two or three hours every day in the batting cage. You don't do that with pitching. So when you play catch, you 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 get you stretch your arm out, you work on your pitches, you know, and your mechanics. But if you like I said, if you play catch correctly, why when you play catch, just like an infielder, you're probably you're probably throwing the ball a little bit longer than a normal infielder does to warm up. Mm-hmm. But you can, that's how you work on pitching. And then once or twice a week, you throw your bullpen and you pitch in your game. And then you just have to put that time in. And if you're a pitcher and a hitter. Guys, you know, work like say two, three hours extra work every day, you know, say position player. Well, you're probably going to have to spend four or five now just yeah. because you're going to work on your balance. Um, 
you know, your form and all that stuff. And then scouting report, it's just the same thing. Like I always say, do your homework. You're going to learn what hitters are hitting. So you're going to throw those pitches, but then you're going to have to watch, you know, pitchers because you, so you're going to do two times the homework, two times the extra work. But if you're up to it and you want to do it, why not? You know, yeah. I mean, I really think there's only a few people. There's probably like two or three guys in every organization that's possibly that could do that. I mean, I remember, um, remember back in Arizona, it was, um, gosh, what was his name? It wasn't Burns. It was, uh, Owen or something like that. He was a pitcher, but he could hit and they always used him to pitch hit. Yeah. Mike um, Owen, Mike yeah, Owens. Yeah. yeah. But he Mike probably Owen. could have played a position. You could probably put him in the outfield and would have been just yeah. fine. There's a lot of guys that converted back. Rick and Keel, Christian Betancourt yeah. was a guy for the Padres that we tried. I mean, cause he was throwing like 101 miles an hour. It was wild. Didn't really work. Cronenworth has rumored to be a pretty good pitcher too. I mean, there's guys I'm sure in every organization, like you mentioned, but it just is going to come down to the organizations, you know, allowing giving, giving somebody a shot like Cronenworth. Do you want him to throw and maybe his arm will get sore because he's or hurt because he's not consistent. He hasn't done it. But if like, say one year, he just threw a bullpen once a week, then the next year, stick him right. on the mound. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well. The other thing as well, though, is like, do we do we really need Cronenworth to be a pitcher? No, right but I'm just saying, if there's a team out there right. like Colorado or somebody that has, you know, that kind of right. want needs something, you know, it's funny because like the Angels, you know, they have one of the, probably the two best players sure, in the game pitch. or whatnot, but they uh, they can't they can't win games for some reason. Yeah, yeah, they're cursed. <laughs> I don't know what what do you think that is really? I don't know. Rendon's out for the season now too, so the, I don't know. Albert it, Pujols got hurt when he went there and. They're cursed. It's a, it's I, a Disney curse. It's it's almost like I really thought Joe Madden was a horrible manager over there. I really did. But yeah, I did, never thought that good. was a good pick. But it, it's just funny because I don't know. Yeah. yeah they, I don't they, know. They, maybe they, I maybe they, I need to go over there and shake some stuff up. Hey, hey. California Angels, hire me from front office. I'm, I guarantee I'll make you win. You'll have a winning season. You hear that? If you don't, so, if you don't take them, someone will. So, um, but yeah, I mean, always, always fun to bring up Botani. I mean, he's one of the, the shining stars in this league. You know, we talked about two of them, you know, Tatis as well. And of course Machado. So we, we're wishing those guys a speedy recovery, um, wishing our Padres to get back on track. Kind of, we swept the well, you know, here really quick. The Padres are getting them back on track. They just swept the diamond. Right, so that's Bob about back. They got a couple guys hurt, but you know, they finally found, like I've been saying for a while, you got to define your roles. Right. Profar's the leadoff guy. Cone yeah. Wars number two. They're tearing it up as the number one and two. As soon as you define roles and find the guys that fit the spot, guys do a lot better. Their batting average are growing, you know. But if you just look the last three or four weeks, they're probably hitting over 300. You know so. what I love is they're rewarding guys too. So, like Alfaro, right? Like he's getting a lot of starts at catcher. I think he's, I think he has more starts at catcher than Nola does. But on his off days, they're letting him hit letting him dh because he's yeah. producing so i'd argue that maybe we need to bring up a, a third catcher and just allow or or, or alfaro to be our dh or catcher every now and then so or when he wants to have Manaya, look that looks All like i gotta say matter. is matt matt williams bob melvin huge pickup probably the best thing we've ever done yeah finally we're doing something right maybe yeah, coaching AJ, maybe get, maybe aj gets redemption in your book no no, AJ doesn't get any redemption because he had to do this. He had to get professional guys, not guys that he wanted right. in there. 
that's what he he had to do. He tried everything else. Didn't and I'll never give him credit. Yeah, I feel you. Unless he wins the World Series, right? Nope. Because the players did it. He had to put the players in and the the managers in and the coaching staff in. Yeah, but he got the players. Oh yeah, with a bunch of money and stuff like that. He he what off to the Great. third time players. So if you gave me a GM job and I and I drafted McKenzie three Ford. three I brought three different set uh, group of players in. I'm the third group one. You got to give me credit. What about the first two? Yeah, well, I mean, come on. You're, you're talking about the Padres that would spend over barely over fifty million dollars for the payroll each year. No, I know, but the the new management is best. But I just think AJ just I don't give him any credit because I don't like the guy. I think he's I think the team is doing stuff that he's not in control of the team anymore. Bob Melvin is, and that's when he was controlling the team. And basically, I know the lineup was coming down from him the last couple of years, like front office from him. Mm-hmm. We were not winning. Now it's not. No, no, we're winning. Part. Yeah, no, you can't have that. We need the we need the the veteran manager in there to to get so. us those wins. But I retract my statement. You're right. We are on track. I was just saying <laughs> we shouldn't have gotten swept in Colorado to a last pay, place team. That was unfortunate. But we did sweep the Diamondbacks, and we're looking to win some games in Philly. This is Ring the Bell Pods Talk. My name is Nick Kreider, Heath Bell. We'll see you next time. Go Pods. Go boys. Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha Evolocumab is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life, too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. Visit Repatha.com or call 1-844-REPATHA. Talk to your doctor today about Repatha. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.